Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. Your official station to talk jets. The Fan, 1019 FM and always live on the free Odyssey app. Download it today. Casamigos Big Shot of the Night is brought to you by Casamigos Tequila. Casamigos Tequila is brought to you by those who drink it. And tonight's Casamigos Big Shot is actually going to go to someone that didn't play in New York or for New York. It's Justin Fields. He might have just helped New York. He might have helped New York in the draft coming up. And maybe he's convincing the Chicago Bears that he's a franchise quarterback. He went 27 for 37, 217 yards. I know he fumbled twice. He almost fumbled the game away, but he had his redemption song at the end, came back and made a big throw, won the game. They didn't even score a touchdown. Field goals. I should have probably given the uh, Casamigos big shot of the night to Santos, Cairo Santos, their kicker, but nobody cares about the kickers. It's uh, Justin Fields. He came back from the hand injury. I remember talking about Tyson Bajan, hyping him up. But Fields is trying to prove that he's the guy. He rushed for 59 yards tonight, and uh, he gets the win. And he's been figuring it out. I mean, early on in that game, he was making plays. I tweeted out, Justin Fields is making plays, right? Emphasis on making plays. The more I watch NFL football, I realize all these defenses are good. All these defensive coordinators have schemes and plans to stop the offenses. It's the quarterbacks that can extend the play, make the play. It's the quarterbacks that can move in the pocket when there's nothing there. Improvise. Make the play. Don't give up on the play. Don't quit on the play. You damn sure don't need to give the ball away like Mac Jones, like Justin Fields did. But you know what? He came to the sideline. That's on me. That's on me. Almost gave gave the game away, but then fought back to win it. I mean, that's a trait that you need. They're actually comparing Jalen Hurts to Tom Brady because of his ability to stay in games and then win it late. I hate to break it to you, folks. I'm over it. I'm done with the Eagles. I'm done with Philadelphia and their fans. Video goes viral. There's a little kid walking up to a Bills fan, and uh, he goes, he taps him, goes to give him a high five. Guy turns around, little kid, wearing a Jalen Hurts jersey, flips him the bird. Come on now. That's what we're teaching young kids to do. You know, the video would have went left if the man smacked the kid's hand. But they think they're cute down there at the link, down there in Philly. They were booing their own team at half. 
They were booing those guys down 10. <laughs> Their fans are unruly. Another video went viral. Jordan Phillips, a defensive lineman, and a whole group of the Buffalo Bills defensive linemen getting in the face of a fan. I guess there was a fan that was heckling him, taking it a little too far. He said, I love the crowd. I love rowdy fans. It makes the game. But one thing I'm not going to tolerate is someone threatening me or my family. This is a line that shouldn't be crossed. Now, I have no idea what this Philadelphia Eagles fan said about him and his family, but he was highly upset. I see Ed uh, Ed Oliver, Shaq Lawson, uh, Leonard Floyd, the basically the whole D-line of the Buffalo Bills Walking up to this guy. This guy got contacted. He got shoved. I don't know. I'm tired of it. I, I I just can't. I can't do it. Best team in football. We're at 10-1 now. Talk of them going back to the Super Bowl. Man, get me to Sunday at 425 so I can see what the 49ers look like against the Eagles. Because the narrative is the Eagles haven't played a good game all year, but Jalen Hurts. That's why they pay him the big bucks. Jalen Hurts. He doesn't play his best game in the first half, but he's there to win you the games. It's very Tom Brady-like. Give me a break. Tired of the Eagles. Let's go to David Upper Darby, Pennsylvania. Is this an Eagles fan calling into the fan in New York? Hey, Marty. I'm just driving home from uh, Xfinity Live right now. I I don't know what happened there. One, this ain't Marty McFly. This is Keith McFly. (laughs) And he dropped off. He said he's he's driving from Xfinity Live right now. I guess, you know, who knows? These Eagles fans probably go there to watch Monday Night Football and say, Go Birds! Uh, he dropped off. I thought he was going to say something. I was I was ready for that dynamic. I was ready. I, I, I teed it up. <laughs> I came back with the Eagles talk. I was ready to go to you. Call back. 877-337-6666. Good morning, good morning. It's Tuesday club going up on a Tuesday. Good to be back. Still figuring out how to do this. Like, all right, don't curse. Uh, talk about the Jets. Mention Aaron Rodgers, Zach Wilson. Say Daniel Jones a couple times. Uh, talk about tanking. You know, uh, and take some calls. Young Josh and Passaic on the fan. What's up, Josh? Good, Keith. How are you? You know, yeah, hanging in there, bro. How was your holiday? It was good. Got you. Not the NFL parts, but it was good to, you know, have food and family. And, listen, I just want to ease a little bit and not, like, blame so much on the Jets, right? Look at look around the NFL. Teams have lost their quarterback. How have they done? Look at the Browns. They've been okay just because of their great defense, even so that was an ugly game against the Broncos. The Bengals have dropped a few in a row. I mean, I don't think he's uh, back quarterback's bad, but, I mean, they haven't been playing so well the whole you're, year. You're not supposed and to succeed. Vikings, right, they won a few in a row, but like Josh Dobbs tonight. You're not supposed to win. That's the game. If you're, your starting quarterback gets knocked out, right? I remember looking at the Yankees offense during baseball season without Judge saying, man, watching the Yankees offense without Aaron Judge is like watching an NFL team without their starting quarterback. Remember I was saying that? You're not supposed to win. But the Jets, I think we, we're so hard on the Jets because they defaulted into Zach Wilson. They literally lived the same season twice. They let Zach Wilson get back. Like, they let, like uh, The fact that you even let that be a possibility, shame on you. The fact that you did not plan for a 40-year-old quarterback to go down at some point in the season, let alone four plays in, I mean, it's just hindsight of it. But, yeah, sure, uh, the Jets knew their season was cooked. 
But they did win three games with Zach Wilson. They did find a way to beat the Eagles that everybody's talking about as the best team in the NFL. They beat the Broncos. Don't look now. Would the Broncos just rip off five wins in a row? So there was something there, but it wasn't, I don't know, it wasn't enough. It wasn't sustain, sustainable. And we knew eventually Zach Wilson was going to show us that he's Zach Wilson and it wouldn't be enough uh, or it would be too much for them to overcome. But whatever. Both these seasons got smoked. Now we're we're actually looking at the Giants. I, I don't think they're in the playoff hunt at all. I don't think that's a real thing. But we're looking at them like they might finish with a better record than the Jets. No, the Giants are doing the same thing after the game. That the Patriots know how to think better than the Giants. And of course, I think Bill Belichick going to whisper something in his ear. I mean, how much time did you see kickers miss field goals from under 40 yards? That was a little wet outside, but that was pretty Come wide. Come on, but... dude. That was like, yo, I, like, I don't know. It just. It... That's why I said Chad Ryland. Come on. Bill is a special teams guy. I remember watching Bill Belichick talk for 10 minutes in a in a, a press conference because one of the reporters in the media asked him about like the evolution of long snappers in today's game. And he, he gave this long explanation about, you know, this guy is a special teams guy. You should have a good kicker. You won Super Bowls having Adam Vinatieri and Steven Gostowski and good quarterback play. And now it seems like you, you have none of that and you don't care about that. And maybe it's to tank to get Drake May or, or Caleb Williams, whatever. I just have a hard time thinking that, one, Bill Belichick is done. Like, this is how he'll end his time in New England. And, two, that they don't understand. Like, they know what they're doing, man. They know that they don't have the talent on the team. They're going to tank and try and get talent through the draft and then make some moves in the offseason. And I think Bill more than anybody wants to prove to the entire world that the Patriot way and what he did in New England was not just a product of Tom Brady, that he was the architect behind it, but Tom Brady was, you know, the extension on the field. And with then also it's good to see Jalen Hyatt start to explode, kind of. It's shown great hands. He just reminds you a little bit of, like, a better version of, like, Gabe Davis, you know, he's got the default... It just was good to see the guy featured like a number one receiver, right? Like, if he's man-to-man, you, you take him over whoever he's going against because he's faster, because he's supposed to be... It's man-to-man. You take your man over their man. It just it just seemed like DeVito went to him when he had him. Like, when he... You know, and he got open. Um, I felt like they struggled to get the ball to him earlier in the season. And... I don't want to give so much credit to Tommy DeVito, but when I'm watching him play versus Tyrod versus Daniel Jones, I know he's not afraid. Maybe that's one thing. Daniel Jones, I think, was scared. I said he looks like a guy that's just been hit so many times. He's like, he, he's stuck, a deer in headlights. And then even with Tyrod, Tyrod was was doing some of the stuff that we saw uh, DeVito do, but he just wasn't having, wasn't having as much success. And I think it's just the point of the season as well, right? Uh, we know that they're pretty much out of it. I, I mentioned they have Saquon and Andrew Thomas back. And the defense. The defense wasn't playing like this in the beginning of the year. The defense is taking the ball away. Anybody will have a better opportunity at being successful with a shorter field, with more opportunities to run plays, right? If your defense is going out there and getting interceptions and picking up fumbles, it, it works It works for the offense, too. One hand washes the other. And I want to say is with the Bears, they did go to the quarterback crowd, I mean... Could have a really similar situation, right? To, uh, let's say almost to the Texans, right? If they were to take, let's say, either Caleb Williams or Drake May and Marvin Harrison, because look what he did with Stroud. He gave him two Pro Bowl offensive linemen. He gave him good receivers, and the guys in the MVP conversation had a rookie. The Texans were horrible last year. They're one of the worst teams to watch, and all of a sudden, 
See Stroud just leading the team, throwing three hundred plus yards every game. I give a lot of credit to D'Amico Ryan's who played there. Who I've drawn a parallel to Rob Sala. Where did D'Amico Ryan's come from? He was the 49ers defensive coordinator, former player. You know, Rob Sala didn't play, but I'm like, okay, D'Amico Ryan's was the culture change. I remember talking on the fan about how much I loved his intro press conference. And they had some pieces, but C.J. Stroud is better than Davis Mills. But you know what? They made C.J. Stroud come in and compete with Davis Mills. Davis Mills was drafted in the same draft as Zach Wilson and Mac Jones and Justice, Justin Fields. Like They made him compete with Davis Mills. They didn't just hand him the keys to the Ferrari and say, you're the guy. He had to earn it. And they have enough guys. Like Even Tank Dell, you know, they said on draft day, they, they told, uh, C.J. Stroud told the, the Texans, hey, go get that guy who played at University of Houston. Look at him as a rookie. I don't know, man. It's just there's something to be said about good coaching and good environments and guys buying in and wanting to play for the coach and wanting to play. Like even look at Kenny Pickett, who I've been been telling you guys, you know, I'm 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 not down on Kenny. It's not just Kenny. I know what type of quarterback and what type of kid he is. They fire Matt Canada. Oh, all of a sudden they have 400 yards of offense. They hadn't had that in so long, like 50 some games. Oh, they're successful on offense. Good. The Steelers have the Patriots coming up next. I mean, I I should I wanted to hammer. I think it was like plus two hundred for Kenny Pickett to throw for two hundred yards, and I had it in a parlay. I should have just hammered it. I should have just put like a rack on it, but whatever. You know that game against the Patriots can like a, uh, a little bit ugly because I just don't need to throw it a lot. There's been another forty five carries for Warren and Harris. And thanks for taking my call. Have a great night. Let's go Devils or Seattle. get a New York win. <laughs> coming up. Thanks for the call, Josh. Yeah, you know, the NFL is crazy, man. Uh, week to week, it's matchups to matchups. When I'm looking at these spreads and then I'm, I'm betting on these games and I'm watching the games, uh, I just, you know, I think about the fact that last year, Arian Foster got on a podcast and said the NFL was scripted. And then the NFL thought that this year would be the year that they take that and make it the tagline, right? You can't make this stuff up. You remember the commercials in the beginning of the year. Justin Fields was in the commercial. Uh, DK Metcalf, Kirk Cousins, Patrick Mahomes. You can't make this stuff up. Like Kirk Cousins is out for the year. <laughs> Fields was out for a little while. DK was out for a little while. And look where we're at. Look where we're at with these teams in the hunt. I mean, with Josh Dobbs, what did he throw? Four interceptions tonight? The Pastronaut? The Pastronaut. I mean, the NFL, they'll they'll catch up to you. They'll, they'll figure out what you're doing. He looked better when he didn't know what he was doing. He looked better when he didn't know his teammates. He looked better when he was just going out there playing backyard football. Now he knows the system. Now he knows the offense too much. Kevin O'Connell's getting to him. He can't play as free. <laughs> He's not the same guy. I don't know. The NFL is nuts, man. I'm done betting on it for a little while. I think I'm taking a break. I think I told you guys I, I, I'm, I took a break, and then I came back, and I had a big hit. They reeled me back in. They're like, are we? <laughs> we see your account was inactive. We're going to let you hit a plus 1,800, a plus 18,000 parlay. And, uh, yeah, I gave it all right back. That's a rough week of betting. Betting three games on Thursday, a Black Friday game, and then the full slate on Sunday and Sunday night, scraped. I'm done. I'm done. Because you can't call it. You can't call it, man. And there's, like, easy calls. Like, if you would have bet Josh Allen two touchdowns and parlayed that with Jalen Hurts, two two touchdowns, and put 
a hundred bucks on it, you would have you would have made thousands. But it seems easy, but it's not. No, no way are they both going to score two rushing touchdowns. Of course, that's what they do. They run the ball in when they get in the red zone. When they when they get in the red zone, they're they're effective in the red zone because if it's not there to throw it, they can get it done with their legs. Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, those are top two rushing touchdown guys. Obviously, the brotherly shove. And then Josh Allen, he's just going to pump fake you and run it in. He can't be stopped. I felt bad for the guy. Overtime loss. I just knew it was coming, though. I knew it was coming. Man, Gabe Davis. That play will be stuck in my head for a while. I know they said that, you know, it's one of those plays where the read, like, the blitz is coming, so once once Allen recognized it and Gabe Davis was open, you just break off your route, you just run to grass. But I don't know. It's a corner route. You know it's a corner route. And I felt like if he would have held on to the ball a tick longer, literally just a tick, and saw which way his head was going and threw that ball to the left pylon and not to the middle of the field grass, that's a touchdown. But whatever, the Eagles come back and score a touchdown anyway. You're playing in their home stadium in the rain like it they played right into their hands i couldn't believe that game so now i'm gearing up for the niners let's see what the niners do you know the niners had a lot to say about the eagles and brock purdy being knocked out like that is that i can't wait for that game like i don't even i don't care about uh seahawks cowboys on thursday night football sure whatever get me to 425 to see what the eagles and 49ers do because those are the two best teams in the NFC. Take the Lions out, frauds. <laughs> like, Jordan Love and the Packers made quick work of them. It's it's the Niners and the Eagles again. And we'll see this year if the Eagles can get right back to the Super Bowl. But I have a feeling that the Niners, if they stay healthy, like they, they want that. And I want that for them. I want to see that too. Okay, David, he's back from Xfinity Live. What you got? Hey, we must have gotten disconnected. But you're back on. We reconnected. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was just going to talk about the Eagles real quick. Um, I don't know what it is, but I think Nick Sirianni is eating cheesesteaks with too much whiz at the halftime because, I mean, these second-half play calls, I just don't agree with them. As an Eagle fan, I think if his tenure with the Eagles um, doesn't pan out to what it should be getting back to the Super Bowl, I think no one else – then other Pennsylvania legend, Jerry Sandusky, should come out and coach the team. I'll hang up and listen. Oh, good grief. You dirty birds. <laughs> Can't even let these guys. <laughs> All right, well, yeah. uh, yo. yo, call WIP with that, please. Uh, <laughs> the Eagles lost their offensive and defensive coordinators after going to the Super Bowl last year. They went on to coach the Cardinals and the Colts. And now they've got, um, you know, Brian Johnson, I think, who's serving as their quarterback's coach, offensive coordinator. But Nick Sirianni is calling plays. They're 10 and 1. They're 10 and 1. So I guess that was a troll call. Um, far cry from Andy Reid. But Andy Reid went to Super Bowls and lost. If Nick Sirianni this year can get to the Super Bowl and win, the most punchable face in the NFL, he'll be uh, a a Doug Peterson-like figure in the city of brotherly love. Maybe they'll make a statue for Nick Sirianni, one where he's in the tunnel yelling, Chiefs fans, 
I don't hear you. Let's go to Bobby and Mamaroneck. Mamaroneck. Where's Mamaroneck? Is that out by like Great Neck, Little Neck? No, 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 no. It, it's uh, next to almost just south of uh, Orange, Connecticut, New York. Oh, okay. Okay. How's it going, Bobby? I'm doing well, Keith. How you doing? You're pretty good on the, on this program. Thanks. I thanks. I mean, I've been off for a few days. I had to be a dad for the first time during the holidays, the which was cool. But life, uh, I'm I'm glad to be back. We're gonna have a great week and a great four weeks until Christmas comes. That's the best part of your life, being a daddy. No, it really Bye. is. It it really made me think about a lot of things. I'm like, man, I leave my baby every night to be on the radio. I love the radio, but I love my kid. Something's got to give. <laughs> I hear you, buddy. I've been there. I got eight of my own. Listen. Eight? Wow. First you'll off, get, we can't just, we get, can't just gra- glaze over that one. <laughs> Congrats uh, and respect, because I've got one, and he's a handful. Eight? I, I'm uh, never going to get halfway there. Get halfway there, because you enjoy every one of them. <laughs> God bless. All right. God bless you. Listen, uh, Tom, Tom DeVito, I like him a lot. The guys on daytime, they always want a new quarterback, one of these college kids. I don't see anything wrong. Tom DeVito with a good offensive line. Tell me, what do you think of him? So as I'm watching him play, he takes a lot of sacks, but, like, I, I can't hate on a guy in his fourth game. Like, I think this kid is going to stick around because you know what? He's from the area. He's got moxie. He's got toughness. He's become like a cult favorite. And you know what? He might be able to keep learning and improving. He might not have the stature of a Daniel Jones. He might not be a high draft pick like a Zach Wilson, but he's winning and he's throwing the ball. He's he's moving the offense. Like, I don't know. They're finding ways to win. He's not lighting up the scoreboard against the Patriots, but putting drives together, getting a W. I think he's going to stick around. And I know we always talk about, oh, this guy, Caleb Williams, Drake May. What these Like, if we actually really stop and think about all the – look at just the, the draft class that featured Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Trey Lance, Mac Jones, Justin Fields, Davis Mills. That, like, these guys are not surefire NFL – superstars it's an inexact science a guy like tommy devito might stick around and win you some games i don't think he's a starter but i think he's a guy that can stick around and be a backup be a third string i think he's better than zach wilson that's what i'm asking why don't people think he's a starter because everything is like where did he go to school where was he drafted how tall is he where is intangibles man i know that this kid Grew up in Cedar Grove, around the corner from the stadium, rooting for the Giants. He's living his dream right now, and he's the best thing that we have looking at the Jets and the Giants football season. His story is the best thing that we have to to talk about, to to lean on, to root for, and I, I hope the kid keeps winning. I hope he has a good bye week where he watches film, or maybe he takes a break and, and you know gets away, but I hope he watches film and he keeps improving and they keep working with him on the offense and he beats the Packers and he, he surprises some more teams. And then you know what? Going into next year, don't bring Tyrod back. Have this kid ready to go. Draft a young quarterback. Hopefully Daniel Jones' knee repairs, and those are your three guys. I'm with you, buddy. Uh, we don't need Tyrod. Tyrod's a good story. I liked him when he was younger, but he's getting too old. Yeah, eleven million. You don't. You don't well. need. I, like I think I saw somewhere, 
Tommy DeVito makes four hundred, like four hundred and forty thousand dollars. <laughs> That's a steal. He's getting you wins for like forty thousand a game. <laughs> I'm with you. And it's a great story. Right. I just, I, it's a local story that I think we we all can root for, and everybody can get behind. So Thank more power to him and his family. Man. They're they're living the American dream. <laughs> sure are. And so are you with your little guy, man. Yeah, I'm blessed. I am, and I'm living a dream, Bobby. God bless you and your family. Thanks for the call. Eight kids. I mean, I got one, and he's seven months, and it's been an expensive seven months. I'll leave it at that. Like I thought, I was out here, you know, doing me, living my life. You add a kid to it, you don't even realize how many things get purchased on Amazon that they need. You don't realize until you're in BJ's looking at the cost of diapers. You're in Target looking at the cost of formula. Looking at clothes because they grow out of the... You just got like... I was telling my mom, all the stuff from the the registry for the most part is cooked. Like we're out of the diapers from the registry... The clothes people bought from the registry, he's already grown out of. So, like, I appreciate people helping. But, like, now, <laughs> I'm like, I got to get to the paper. And betting on the NFL is counterproductive. Frank is in Baldwin, New York. Next up on the fan, go for it, Frank. Hey, Keith. How you doing? Uh, let me first question. What sport do you have chosen for your boy? Baseball. What are you going to be teaching? I baseball? would love for him to be a baseball you. player. I played football growing up, and, it, you know, I didn't have any guidance. It worked for me. I was able to get a college scholarship and all that. But if he could if he could be a baseball player and sign as a senior in high school, that would be ideal. Well, I had something similar. My son was amazing. I coached the league. Let me tell you, there was no nowhere in the world you can go and forget about all your problems and being out there watching your kid play ball or making the lineup for the team the night before or, or being worried that it's going to be a rain out because you can't wait to play. Oh yeah, I'm sure I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be all about it. Great, bro. Let me tell you, it's it's heaven. Except when the parents knock at your doors. Why is my son not playing? Because he doesn't want to play baseball. He makes errors. So so my my. So I think it was uh, maybe my father-in-law's wife or somebody was like, "Oh, are you gonna be coaching his team?" And I'm like, I don't think I should be the coach. I don't think I should be the guy that the parents are knocking on the door to ask. Like, I, like I don't want him to be the coach's son. I want him to just be good and play. Because I remember resenting like the coach's son that got playing time. And the kids, I'm like, these guys aren't good. They're playing. The politics of it, I couldn't stand the politics of it because my pops wasn't around. My dad wasn't wasn't physically there to like lobby for me. I had to earn it on my own. So I hope my son isn't like. I mean, I hope he's just good enough where he gets to play and, and dad doesn't have to coach him and, and put him in the starting quarterback spot, put him on the mound, have him leading off. Yep. We're giving up a home run in a championship game in the bottom of the seventh to lose the game two to one. Oh. And if you win, you go to Pennsylvania. But you know what? To me, that was the best <laughs> thing that ever happened to my son because it really taught him something. Oh, you know? yeah. It taught him something. Oh, yeah. Life values and uh, tough lessons that you can learn out there on a field and carry them over into real life. And there, you know, oh, yeah. the, there's not any real consequences. Yeah, it's a heartbreaker that you don't uh, get to go to Pennsylvania, but then you're hungry for the next one as you get older. Yeah, it's a great time. So let's talk about the Black Pain Friday game. You know, the butt fumble, I'm going to call it the Black Pain Friday game. 
What did you think about the play? Did you think the Jets should have just kneeled down? No, you think because they got the ball the back, and 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 there's just no way the fans would have booed if you just if you just took a knee or ran the football or right now where their offense is, you had to try something, and they had momentum. But that's why I'm like, what a kick in the nuts! Like the Jets, only the Jets can out Jets the Jets. They're gonna throw a hail mary up that turns huh. into points. I think on the broadcast, somebody was like, "You, you, uh, you want to tell your defense you hate them? <laughs> Put the offense back on the field. <laughs> that turned into points. <laughs> like, what a swing right before half. Terrible. What, what do you think about Bryce Hall? I mean, are you discouraged for next year? Do you confident with him for next year? I mean, if before he got hurt last year, I thought we had something for a while here. But you know what? A little concerned. I, I said I thought Garrett Wilson regressed. I think he regressed too. But you know what it is? They're pressing, and he said, "You know, I'm pressing. I'm trying to do more. I'm trying to do things." If you're not playing in the natural flow of the game, this is the NFL. You can't just make plays happen. Like every time these guys get the ball, they're trying to score. But you know what? Every play can't be a touchdown, right? You got to just worry about getting a chunk of yards or getting a first down or protecting the ball. Don't fumble the ball. And like, I don't know, man, I think they'll be fine when they can actually have a quarterback that, that can play and they haven't had it. They'll be better off uh, next year. If Aaron Rodgers can stay healthy and they can play in the flow of the offense pressing is it, just not going to work. Now I know you're a big cowboy fan, correct? Yeah. Unfortunately I, uh, I picked it a long uh, time ago. I'm not. I'm not I impressed. I know the narrative is they haven't beat anybody good, and I know I'm watching. Uh, how funny is Dak Prescott when he's calling plays at the line? Man, he makes the funniest sounds and noises. Have you yeah, ever that's because that? that's that's McCarthy's offense. That's a here we go. Said oh, like like that's like a that's their cadence. I don't know. Oh, I love it. I love it. I think it's just funny. It's funny because the mics pick it up, but that wasn't in Kellen Moore's system. That's that's part of Mike McCarthy's. Just offense. That's that's the cadence. That's you know that's how they have them called. You know, I don't know. That's part of the Mike McCarthy offense. I picked that up weeks ago, and now it's become a thing because I think there's been more games where people are hearing them. That whole here we go. Say what? That's great. I love it. So uh, on the Mets, real quick, do you think um, the Mets are going to get outbid for uh, Yamamoto, or do you think the Mets have no? You know, there's no excuse. They got to go all out for him. Uh, as soon as I heard, and I heard this over the break, as soon as I heard that Yamamoto prefers to go to a team with Japanese players already on it, that like, you know, so he's not the first one or the only one on an island by himself. Like, they have Kodai Senga here who's already lobbied for him. They have the money to get him. He He said that he wanted to come to New York for the Yankees. They could potentially sway him to be a Met. Um I, I don't know. I, I don't think that they're going to be outbid by anyone. I, I think Steve Cohen is a guy that money is not real to him. And if they really want a guy and, and the guy like Yamamoto is interested in coming into New York and playing with a Kodai Sengo who was an all-star last year and like he had a learning curve between, you know, the slope of the mound and his rest time. Like, I, I don't know. I think it's right there for him. I would not count That's the Mets different. out on Yamamoto. And the ball is different too. I think I believe the ball is right, a little ball is different. Um, yeah. You know, all those type of things like Kodai Senga can get in front of for him. There. Yeah. All right, Keith. Thank you so much. You have a good rest of the day, and I'll be listening to you every night. Thanks for the call, Frank. Eight seven seven three three seven sixty six sixty six. I mean, there's plenty more to talk about. Frank Wright was fired yesterday. As soon as I woke up, I saw that news, and I'm like, let me go. 
post that video of Frank Wright, Josh McCown, and David Tepper at C.J. Stroud's Pro Day, it seemed like they were like, handshake agreement, you're going to be the number one pick. Um, we got to talk about uh, the whole NFL and just all the things going on in the NFL. And now that we started talking about, I mean, the NFL is getting to, what, week 12, but now that we started talking about Yamamoto and baseball, like Sonny Gray was signed today. The Cardinals signed Sonny Gray. Uh, Jason Hayward is going back to the dark. Like, there's baseball to talk to. So during the break, I'll mix in some baseball topics so that when we come back, we can talk baseball a little bit too. And I want to talk about just the state of the NFL with the bogus officiating, the the backup quarterbacks, which is what they don't want playing, and the playoff race and the playoff hunt. And the fact that, like, it's already – it was Black Monday today for Frank Wright after Black Friday. It was it was weeks ahead. This guy went through 11 games. It was terrible. We, we got to talk about these owners and these head coaches and – the quarterbacks and how it's all attached and it's just bad. So 877-337-6666. When we, when we come back, I'll lay it all out. I'll take your calls. Keith McPherson on the fan for another 90 minutes or so. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Daniel Jones brings his team to the line in his first playoff start. He played like a great player tonight. When this happened, you talked about it on the fan. And the New York Giants are on to Philadelphia to take on the Eagles. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. What age you are. When they drop this somewhere, you rock the Casbah. You, you don't hesitate to rock the Casbah. Whatever that means, you rock the Casbah when you hear this. Bowie. I think there was a place called the Casbah in Atlantic City back in the day. 
Hey, 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 rock the Casbah, rock the Casbah. All right, enough, enough, enough. All right, all right, all right, all right. The young kids that stayed up to listen to my show, they're like, we can't get jiggy with this? We don't know what this means. What's a Casbah? David Bowie? R.I.P. to GOAT. Jersey City. There's a big mural in Jersey City of David Bowie. Respect the legends. Keith McPherson on the fan. Hello. Um, it is Tuesday morning. We are talking sports. Spoiler alert. Now, with the NFL, I know. You hear me say it all the time. The NFL is bogus. The NFL is bogus. It is. It is. If you see the foul, call the foul. I swear we see so many penalties that don't get called, and then we see stupid penalties get called. The ones that stand out to me are Justin Watson getting a, um unsportsmanlike conduct in the end zone. For going, I guess, face-to-face with the guy Spillane. That's the same guy from the Niners, or not the Niners, from the Raiders that picked off Zach Wilson. On the play, he knocks him over, and he gets up and actually, you know, keeps the play going, scores a touchdown, whatever. Like, let these guys talk trash. They can't even talk trash to each other. Like, come on now, it's soft. The NFL is soft. We don't know what a roughing the passer is. I've seen Kenny Pickett get thrown around. No, No call. I saw Josh Allen get uh, horse collared, no call. There was another play that I saw too. I'm just like they these refs don't know what to call and what not to call. They're not prepared. Like they don't know what they're looking at, and that's not okay. You have people betting a lot of money on these games. You have people investing their time and energy in these games. It's bogus. So, uh, you know, Justin Herbert. There was a late hit on Justin Herbert Sunday Night Football. I tweeted that one. I'm like, you see the foul, call the foul. If we're going to protect the quarterbacks, protect the quarterbacks. But it's like we're not protecting all the quarterbacks. The Jets fans know they went for I don't know how long without getting a roughing the penalty, uh, roughing the passer penalty. If we're protecting the quarterbacks, protect the quarterbacks. I get it, right? Because we don't want to watch Gardner Minshew, Jake Browning, Josh Dobbs, Zach or Tim Boyle now, Tommy DeVito. Like, the NFL product is better with the best of the best under center. So protect the quarterbacks. But they're not even doing that. Protect the players. Oh, yeah, well, you know, we're taking uh, helmet-to-helmet hits out. You never see kickoffs returned anymore because they're trying to protect the players. But then they don't. Like, there are plays and hits that you see occur. They're illegal, but they're not 100% legal all the time. Sometimes it's like, yo, that's, that's, that should be a foul. That's a late hit. He was clearly out of bounds. How do you not call that? Or that was helmet-to-helmet on that one. Like, I don't know. I don't know. Even last night with Justice Hill... From the Ravens being in the halo zone on the punt. You have to give him space to field the punt. I don't know anymore. I don't know. I used to think I knew like a little bit of football, playing in college, playing in high school. Uh, when I was younger, I used to always say, man, I played the game half my life. I don't know anything anymore because this version of football in the NFL is bogus. It's closer to WWE. Like, I don't know what we're watching anymore. So there's my, there's my rant. Like, anytime you watch the NFL... You're going to see some nonsense. You're going to see something that you know is wrong, and they're just going to roll on to the next play, or it's just flag on the play, flag on the play. They can't play because there's flags on every single play. Whatever. I can't wait for baseball to get back. I mentioned Jason Hayward signing, uh, Sonny Gray signing with the Cardinals. As chips start to fall, you guys you guys understand how this works, right? Like that That's a starting pitcher off the board. Three years, $75 million deal for Sonny Gray to go to St. Louis and pitch. Good. Good for Sonny Gray. I have no animosity or hate towards him as a former Yankee. I don't care that he smiled. 
I listened to the podcast with CC Sabathia and Ryan Rucco, where he literally said the Yankees were trying to make him into something that he was not. And they also lacked the data, intel, uh, whatever it was uh, at the time, machines, whatever, computer, whatever it was, they lacked it to get the best out of Sonny Gray. And that was the Larry Rothschild era. So congrats to Sonny Gray getting his money. What are the Twins doing? They lose Kenton Maeda. Um, they were in the postseason last year. They signed Carlos Correa. They, they need pitching. They seem to always need pitching, but whatever. I saw Dylan Cease. The Braves and Dodgers are engaged with Dylan Cease. The White Sox, if you looked at what they're doing, I think they're open for business. All the talk around the Yankees frustrates me. There's so many guys that are so sure that the Yankees are going to get Juan Soto. There's so many guys that are so sure the Yankees are going to get Cody Bellinger. And now Jordan Montgomery's name has popped back up. I, I I I try to caution the Yankee fan. It's Yankees for clicks. Like how it's Knicks for clicks. They understand this is the largest market. They understand that, that online it's more Yankee fans than any other fan base. If you mention the Yankees, you're going to get a response. Whether it's MLB Network, shout out to my guys over there, One Heart's Way, Secaucus doing their thing. Secaucus, Secaucus. My wife the other day called it Secaucus. I always say Secaucus. She's like, no, it's pronounced Secaucus. I'm like, whatever. Secaucus. But whenever the Yankees pop up with, like, Jordan Montgomery, I don't think Cashman is the one who traded him. So now Cashman's going to go pay him. I don't. I just don't think Monty's a real thing. I would like it to be, but I think what he's looking for, we had this conversation during the postseason. I said he's going to be looking for six, seven years. I, I don't know. Sure, bring Monty back. If you bring Monty back, does that mean you're out on Yamamoto? Yamamoto, like, there's no Japanese player on the Yankees right now. Kyle Higashioka doesn't really count. <laughs> if this guy wants to play with a, another Japanese player, you got to go sign one. Over the weekend, they float this stupid graphic of Shohei Otani on the big screen in Yankee Stadium that clearly came from MLB The Show. But, like, we're in this era of Twitter and social media where kids troll on social media and you don't know who or what to believe. I go I go to Twitter and I've gone to Twitter because that's where Jeff Passan is. That's where Ken Rosenthal is. That's where Buster only is. That's where Joel Sherman and uh, like John Heyman, that's where these actual reporters, journalists, writers that are verified, they go on there and they break news. But now there are these fake accounts of all of these guys, and there are people floating nonsense out there. So over the weekend, it was floated out there that, oh, uh, could you believe this? The Yankees were hosting Otani. If the Yankees hosted Otani, <laughs> Do you think that they would put up a big picture of him on, even if they did put up a big picture of him on the big board, on the big screen in Yankee Stadium, it would look a lot better than the picture that was floated. Like, people have to think. They have to use their brains. I remember we saw one of Manny Machado some years ago. If if Otani put it out there that he's dead serious about teams keeping this quiet, right? Think about Shohei Otani. Shohei Otani wants to see who can keep a secret. Because when he goes to the next team that he's going to be with, he's an icon. He's a global icon, a superstar. He's going to want to move in silence. He's going to want to do things. He's going to want to have a, a bat cave entrance. He's going to want to be able to drive his car underground and, and come through underground garages and stuff. You know what I'm saying? So he's, he's ruling out teams that don't keep it quiet. So somebody floats at the Yankees had him and troll whatever. People bought it. It was fake. But I don't think he's going to be a Yankee. I was telling you that back when Buster Only was telling us, oh, the Yankees maybe kind of should be possibly potentially in the running to trade for him if. No, he's not going to be a Yankee. That's a Yankee killer. That guy enjoyed 
sweeping the Yankees with the Angels. That guy enjoyed hitting a home run off Michael King bat flip, and he doesn't even bat flip. In the Japanese like culture, they're 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 not like that. Shohei has learned from the Americans how to swag, how to taunt, how to showboat. 877-337-6666. It's wide open for the conversation. Uh, it's hot stove, right? We will have actual stuff to talk about because the winter meetings are coming up this weekend. Hot stove is coming up this weekend. I think the Yankees open house is coming this weekend. And if the Yankees are going to have open house where they welcome all their season ticket holders back to Yankee Stadium and try to sell them on season tickets for 2024, what are you selling them on? Aaron Judge staying healthy? I don't know. Maybe. Back to the phones we go. We're still talking Tommy DeVito. We're still talking about it's not a tank. I thought it was Javante Tank Davis. They're not tanking because the Giants are focused on their culture and what goes on inside that building and quieting the noise on the outside and not letting guys think that, you know, this is a place where we're going to lose for draft. They, they're not in dire need of a quarterback. Joe Shane told you, as soon as this guy's healthy, Daniel Jones, we expect him to be the quarterback. And that, okay, when the draft comes, we'll take the best player available. The best player available happens to be Drake May, and he falls to us where, where we are. Yeah, but we're not fighting for draft capital right now. Whatever whatever you think about it, it is what it is. It might be penny-wise, pound-foolish to you, but like it, that's what they're on. That's, that is what their regime sees fit for right now, right? With all of the things that have come out from, oh, Xavier McKinney, was talking about the leaders don't get enough say. Wink Martindale challenged him. And now Wink Martindale, and it's all pizza and donuts between him and Brian Dable. I don't know. Like, what's the beef? There's no beef. There's no beef. It's just pizza and donuts. No beef. No beef. We we only argue over who gets the last pizza and donut because we're fat guys that like football. Okay, whatever you say. Clearly there was some tension there. And it wouldn't surprise me if Brian Dable leaves. He was getting interviews as a head coach last year. There's already an opening in Carolina. Greg Olson says, hey, I'll leave the TV booth and coach the Carolina Panthers. I know not too many other guys are lining up to work for David Temper, but I will. I'll leave Fox in a heartbeat. Sure thing. They're bringing Brady in. I'll get out of here. (laughs) 877-337-6666. Let's take a call before we got a break again. Gio out in Brooklyn, my guy. You're back on the fan. Hey, what's going on, Kiva? As always, God bless you and your family. Great to hear you again. I just want to make it quick and fast, yo. Mr. Chicken Cutlet, listen, I watched the game. Again, the kid proves me wrong. He's phenomenal. Um, he, yes, he does take a beating. He does take a beating. I just wish that he had a line that would just give him a little bit more time because I mean, he, this kid is phenomenal, yo. His arm is just crazy. He, like, he's I got a little ve- velocity Sunday. on his throws that I just don't see coming yo. from the, his his frame. Like, I don't know. He can see it. I, and he's uh, yo. I, I just looked at it. I, I was watching this game and just, I, you know, I was seriously was watching this game and thinking about the conversation that I would try to have with you about this kid and his freaking arm. Like, this kid could really freaking throw. Like, his arm is. Which Where makes you, which from? makes you actually wonder why they wouldn't let him throw the ball to beat the Jets. Listen to me, and you know what? I swear, man. Because it was I, raining. I'm. Yes, I was so upset with that game, man. Because because the Jets' defense is good. Come on, you no, you won't Jets, let him throw the ball me. down the field. Uh, yo, I'm getting hammered because of these freaking Jet fans. Don't get me wrong, yo. I'm a New York fan. I love my Giants, but. Man, we had we 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 should. There, there's no way possible that this kid we could have beat them. Now I honestly believe that. Like 
I don't think that if an honest Jet fan tells me that they won that game because out of straight skill. No, the I, Giants I lost that game. The Giants went out of their way yeah. multiple times to lose that one. Hundred percent, which and, made and, us all think that it was a tank. <laughs> they gotta I, be tank. Keith, man, I, you know that's funny because you're saying that people are like, we should tank, we should tank. And there was one thing that you said, man, tonight that just like it, it, it just, yo, these guys have pride, yo. These guys have, yo, giant players have pride, and they're not gonna just go down. They're not tanking. I, I just no, don't see. You can tell. You can tell. Yo, they. They, they could, they could the, smell a win. They're, they're out there playing not just for the giant logo in the middle of the field. They have their family name on the back. They have family at the game. Tommy DeVito's got 200 like, people pulling up to see him. They're trying to win. Man, I, I, would, I you know, listen, I don't take it away from these other guys, but man, what it would have, what would it, what would we, what type of games we would have seen if Daniel Jones went out and they just stuck this kid in there instead of Tyrod? Like, just, it's I, so I, hard yo, to like. You know, because like it was just different in the beginning of the season. It was high Damn, expectations. My heart hurts, yo. Oh my god, I'm just thinking about these games. Like it's it's hard to think about Geo because it's just it, the shoe doesn't fit. There was so many different things. Like like I said, it is understated how much it helps this young man to have a left tackle in Andrew Thomas and a running back in Saquon Barkley. It, it is oh understated how much that helps him play quarterback. I hope they don't get rid of him, yo. Like that'll be a devastating. That'll be a I devastating mean, move. They could, and and like who? I don't know. Somebody will pick him up. Somebody will sign him. I think that oh he's now he, become a he, cult classic favorite already in the area oh, with the shit, fans. Listen, you got to keep him around. He's low cost. He's part of my favorite. He's part of my favorite meal now. I love chicken cutlets because of this kid. Hey, look at that! Like, I want. <laughs> I wanted a chicken parmesan before for dinner. They did the same thing like with this. Volpe. Volpe. Volpe <laughs> fixed his swing over a chicken parm dinner. Everybody's talking. Oh, I got to order a chicken parm sub. Watch the Yankee game. There you go. You see this kid, yo, Keith. Thank you very much for taking my call. You are phenomenal. I appreciate it. I'm not one of those guys that do that that knows so many analytics. But I appreciate the fact that you take the time just for other people that don't know the sport as much as you and everybody else does. Of course. We're just, all fans. I don't out, man. Sometimes these guys Thank think they know much. too Grab much. Thanks night, for the Keith. call, Gio. Some of these guys like they think they know too much because they know some numbers and some stats or they on baseball is like that the most. Baseball fans like I worked at MOB Network. They have the smartest baseball people I've ever been around. They can find you any number through history. But you don't always have to talk baseball in numbers. There are some things you could just see. There are some things you could just feel. I kind of hate that when there's like fans that think that they know more than the next fan because they can cite numbers or stats or quote-unquote analytics. Just talk about what you see. It ain't that deep. Some of us are just surface-level fans, right? We're not that deep into it. We're not going on baseball savant. We don't, we don't know exactly how many yards Tommy DeVito has thrown for in his, you know, it's not that. But what you're seeing is the kid can play. What you're seeing is he's not overmatched. What you're seeing is he can throw and he can pass, but they didn't they didn't want him to throw the ball because they were afraid, right, of the Jets' defense and the rain, and they were running it effectively, so they just stuck to it. They just stuck to it. They dumbed it down. And here we are thinking that this kid cannot throw, and I've seen him make some really good throws. I've seen him make some throws where it's like, wow, that came from Tommy DeVito? That came from this little guy. I'm like, Daniel Jones, Tyrod Taylor. <laughs> it's not that different watching this guy throw the ball. Actually, it's better. He's he's having success. 
crazy to think about, but it's different, right? When Daniel Jones was playing in the beginning of this season, he had the $40 million over his head, right? Remember the 49ers players? Uh, there, there was words that the 49ers players, like, were speaking about his contract and what he makes, right? So, like, they had it out against him to prove that he wasn't worth that. Nobody's doing that against Tommy DeVito. There's, there's something to be said in football, too, when you're underestimated, when nobody expects you to do anything. And then, boop, you're, you're hitting guys down the sideline. Boop, you're, you know, there's Saquon, touchdown. There's Jalen, like, there's Isaiah Hodgins, right? There's something to say, like, about the element of surprise, the fact that he's got some other guys healthy, the fact that the defense is now standing up. The defense has an identity. The defense is creating turnovers. The defense is giving this kid the ball with a short field or giving this kid the ball back, getting him back on the field. It's a good vibe. They got it going on out there right now. I hope they keep winning. My guy Pedro on Twitter says, Keith, during the Giants game, DeVito completed a pass to Hyatt, and they mentioned how good the throw was and that as a backup or third-string quarterback, you don't get many chances, which made me laugh because I remembered you saying how Zach Wilson got so many chances <laughs> because Zach Wilson, they don't, they never viewed him as a backup, uh, never viewed him as a third-string quarterback. They drafted him number two overall. They saw something in his pro day, in his film at BYU when he was playing in empty stands against Western Michigan and Utah and whoever, whoever and not even Utah. Uh, you know, he's playing against Coastal Carolina. They saw something in him, and they, they wanted to get it out of him. No matter what, it's there. We see it in practice. So they never they never actually treated him like a Tommy DeVito. And he's always had to press, and he's always had pressure on him. Tommy is not pressing. Tommy has no pressure. He's got nothing to lose. He's out there slinging it. He's living the dream, having the time of his life. All right, time is about to be 1 o'clock. I've got one hour left. Let's take this break right here. Marco's going to update you. When we come back, we'll take the rest of your calls. I'll sprinkle in some more football talk, some more baseball talk. Keith McPherson on the fan. We'll be right back. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hey, 